life on the road. It's booze, tacos, angry dwarfs, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, candle flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fist, your cell phone is gone. One big law and order marathon. Holy fair. I didn't get a chance to listen to the. Uh, James P. one yet because I was just got busy. But oh, don't worry about it. I'm but I listened, the Bobby Collins one was good. Oh yeah, Bob, I like Bobby. I'm actually yeah. working with Bobby at uh, Irvine Improv. Oh yeah, in two weeks. Ooh, tell he's me, a good. Tell him I said hi. Yeah, well, he's so like, he's so positive. You know, he's like, come on, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you are you're the, you're you're not what you do. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Yoda. Hey, thanks for tuning into Road Stories. I am your host, Murray Valeriano. Uh, we're down last week due to technical difficulties, but the uh, difficulties have straightened themselves out. We're back. Um, let me see. What do I have to tell you guys? Uh, I think everybody has received their shirts. So um, if you haven't received your shirt for some reason, give me a shout. Uh, let me know and I will uh, we'll discuss and we'll find out what happened and we'll get it back out to you. And uh, my guest today will be getting a shirt. Great. As you leave. Great. And in true Road Stories podcast fashion, we had a last minute cancellation. So it's not the first time. Yeah, I'm canceling. I have to walk out right now. Oh, okay. Right. We have had two cancellations. <laughs> so for the next hour, it will be me telling you guys the same thing you already know that you've heard a thousand times from it's me before. still fascinating. <laughs> I like to do a little twist on it. Right. You know, I'm curious about, because I try not to rip, I try not to make this about me, the show about me, you know, I try to make it about you guys. Okay. And, but I know I must have repeated some of my stories yeah. throughout the last few years I've been doing But this. I haven't heard them all. So, <laughs> Well, my thing is I want to go back, and I'll never do this, but I want to go back and listen to all the episodes that I've repeated my story and see <laughs> how I've exaggerated yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> how they've transformed. Yeah, exactly. When I opened for Jesus, <laughs> my God, those audiences were tough. <laughs> oh, my. Um, uh, so we had a last-minute cancellation. So joining me today is uh, the very funny Dennis Blair. We hope. We hope. Okay. I've seen him. Very funny. Okay. Actually, I've been trying to have, get you on for a while, huh? I just keep getting booked, which is a nice problem to have. But yeah, I, feel I guess terrible so. Yeah, I have you're to say. I out a lot. Yeah, well, you know, I'm constantly afraid that I'm never going to work again. Yeah, well. And every gig is going to be the last one. So yeah. I'll, t- I'll take anything. <laughs> what? A Fuddruckers? I'm there. But we don't exist anymore. I don't care. I'll do the gig. So I'll take anything. <laughs> so basically, you're a comedian. Yeah. I'm just afraid of never working exactly. again. Exactly. Where did uh, where did we work together? Oh, wait. Before we go into this, I had a dream <laughs> last night yeah. about this podcast. I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> tell us. Mm. I, and then, then over the next couple of weeks, you'll see how you transmogrify this story. Yeah, exactly. but, but tell it this time for the first time. Uh, I had a dream last night about this podcast. Uh, for some reason, I was I, I was very, I'm very I was very stressed about this weekend. Not necessarily this podcast, but for some reason, and I couldn't. And it was like I was thinking in my head. I'm like, Mar, you have nothing to be stressed out about. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. You, you got you got some gigs tonight. You're going surfing all weekend. Wow. You know, the kid's healthy. It's Stressful. like you've got you have. No reason to be, but for some reason I was stressed. I was having really weird dreams. I'm not stressed anymore. Okay. So the, I dreamt about this podcast, and it was you, wow. Matt Fulcheron, who was just on recently, <laughs> a guy named Howard Kramer, who hasn't been on yet, Dragon Boy Suede, okay. a guy named Chip Pope, a girl named Kit Pongetti, who I haven't seen in this was one podcast. This is one. There were thirty people on the podcast. <laughs> so it was the We Are the World podcast. Yeah, exactly. All right. It was thirty people, and nobody would talk. Oh. 
So it, you've seen my work. <laughs> wow. So you kept asking questions and they wouldn't respond? I'm like, come on, man. You guys have done podcasts before. What, Howard, you have your own podcast. Why are you not talking? Wow. And you woke up and it was like one of those things where it took a minute to go, oh, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And then I'm like, and this girl, Kit, uh, Kit Ponjetti, I think is her name. She's, she's not even a, she's a sketch girl that I knew six years ago. I don't even know why. <laughs> She was on my podcast, but it was, wow. it was weird. I'm sorry. And then we went out and smoked cigarettes. Uh, in, in the dream or in the in actual? In dream. I oh, good. Smoke. Well, that's that makes it worthwhile. Yeah. You know the weirdest dream I had? Does it get, I still remember this because I was like literally four years old. Mm-hmm. And I had this dream, and I'm in the middle of the dream. It's a, like a cartoon, and there's this guy like juggling. Okay. And I, I'm four years old, and I'm dreaming this, and I actually said in the dream, you know, this is a dream. I said that to the juggler. I said, this is a dream, you know. And he's like, I swear to God, he's going to like, no, it's not. Like like, like the really? liar, like like John Lovitz's uh, liar yeah, yeah, character. Yeah. And, and, no, it's not. It's, it's not. It's a, <laughs> he's like trying to reason, but I can tell in his eyes he knows it's a dream, and he's bullshitting me. And I go, no, this is a dream. And then I woke up, and I'm going, wow, I just busted my own dream. And I was four. <laughs> wow. Yeah, even then, I, had, I was strange. That was pretty smart for a four-year-old. Thanks. But what did we learn from that? And then nobody talked. What did we learn from that? We learned from that. Don't dream about jugglers. Don't trust jugglers. I'm sorry. They'll lie to you. Same thing. Don't trust Ron Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how could you not? He's so lovable. Ron is so lovable. I had him on with, uh, oh, Anthony Griffith. Okay. They did, wow. the, they did the Christian tour. Really? I didn't know that and about so Ron. I had to throw in the Jew, Kira Saltanovich, just to... <laughs> <laughs> to balance it out. Just to balance it out. Yeah, How did yeah. that go? Was it that was fun? good. They all know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They're great the Christian guys. tour. And was, yeah. was Bob Nelson on that tour? Oh, was Bob Nelson a big Christian? Oh, huge. I didn't know that. Very born again. Didn't, you know, not always. Right, right. But then he, he like disappeared for a while. I used okay. to work with him and then in the 80s. And then he disappeared. And all of a sudden, it was like, he's a big born again guy. And oh, wow. He has like rabbit followers. And they want to see this, you know, the, the bits that they know. He was like one of those, like you know, like like almost a singer. Yeah, do yeah. do the, the the football guy. Yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah, I haven't seen him, but yeah, that's his reputation. Would more again? Oh, I wonder if he, did, he had to change a few of his characters. Maybe because of he had a great special. I remember seeing when I was yeah. a kid, and right. it was just all his characters. Yes, yeah. but it was like there was a house and a yard, and right. he would show up in like a window as a character, and then run. Yeah, I vaguely remember it. that. I'm sure it's the same. I'm sure it's the same stuff, but they like demand they want to see. They don't want new things. It's oh, like, really? You know, it's like you know, it's like. You know, Radiohead doing new songs. No, do the old stuff. Right. You know, it's like <laughs> the opposite of the problem we usually have. Yeah, he's yeah. done that joke before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was funny. I was working. Uh, I filled in to, to host at a club um, two weeks ago, kind of last minute. I was. I'm work. I won't say where it is. Hmm? And uh, they have a house MC. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And they're like, "Oh, are you into the new house MC?" Oh no! I'm like, no, no. I no. I just usually work here regularly. Like, oh, okay. I'm like, why? You have new jokes. <laughs> really? Yeah, I oh, guess nothing. He never changes. I guess the house MC just does the same thing every time. And I, this is not. I've, I've, I'll fill it like I fill in for Jimmy Burns sometimes yeah. over at the Ice House, and right. he's great. But yeah. this uh, this other, I guess this other guy just that's hilarious. Just has been doing it forever and doesn't change his jokes or anything. Well, it's so funny. I was just on a uh, cruise where mm-hmm. the guy, you know, you get these guys that, like they, they call the club. They do these comedy clubs now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the guy's the MC, kind of the club manager, and he and he has visions of being a comic. I want to be a comic. I'll do comedy, Ooh, do stand up. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. kind of jaded. He's like really young and he's jaded already and uh perfect yes and he's going yeah i want to i'm gonna get off this and i'm gonna start uh, going to la i said oh, great you know but the thing is he does like two jokes two or three jokes before he brings the the people in, mm-hmm. and and they're all book jokes they're all street jokes. oh really and i'm going you know if you i'm thinking if you want to be a comic you may, and they're the same ones they're always yeah, the yeah. same ones which is fine because it's different audiences right but he figured okay he wants to be a stand-up and yet he's not developing anything so 
I just don't understand people sometimes. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't know about but you. It's just it's beyond me. Uh, where did we work together? We after? worked in Washington State. You know, I know that. I'm just saying this just for the... Oh, I'm sorry. This is Radio Technique? Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay. I'm doing a good host. Where did we work together, uh, Murray? No, I'm the host. Oh, okay. You, you answer that. I answer. Oh, we worked at the... Uh, I forget the name of the place, though, but it was in Washington State. Yes. And it was the uh, Don Barnhart booked it. Yes. And I forget the name of it. I forget the name of it, too, as and, I think we should have. And my one of my favorite stories that I still tell comics is when we worked together, the mm -hmm. MC. Remember the MC? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I don't remember why I should remember him. Okay, I'll tell you the story. Okay. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Okay. So we're, this first night we worked, there's like eight people. Yes, I remember that. Okay. We always remember that. It's like yeah, eight, yeah. nine people, right? And this MC comes in, like a young kid, like 22 or something like that. And he's got, re he's got like notes. He's got like... 10 or 12 pages of notes and he introduces himself really nice guy hi i'm the mc i'm yeah, yeah. billy or whatever hi billy how you doing and he goes listen i'm uh, i'm gonna bring you guys up but do you mind like between your sets can i just like tell like five minutes do five minutes said, yeah sure yeah, yeah we both go yeah sure <laughs> so you're you're kind of you're on the side of the stage you're going on first and billy goes up and he says hi everybody and some guy immediately says say something funny or something like that. <laughs> and billy just goes fuck you <laughs> you come up here fuck you <laughs> What kind of, you think this is easy, you asshole? You're going to start the show like this, you fucker? And then he stops and he goes, all right, our first comic. Yes, and you looked at me like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the five minutes of notes? You don't, you, I, I'll never, I tell everybody that if they die. <laughs> I forgot about that. I remember that now. The, the it was overshadowed because I got into, I had a bad heckler on like the Saturday night there and I thought I was going to have to, Really? Fight. Yeah, yeah. I thought I was gonna have to fight my way out. Oh, I, I think I vaguely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got out of it. I got out. Of it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I told that story before on the thing, but I remember <laughs> I was like, but these. I was not having a good week. I'm not gonna uh, lie to you. I was not having great shows that week. I don't remember. I mean, but I, so I, my, it's all a blur to so, me. So come Saturday night, it's like packed house, and it's finally going good. <laughs> yeah, and then somebody yells out like you suck or something, like, and I just oh, unleashed like the two, like the Thursday night <laughs> anger and the Friday night anger just, just all up. came out on this guy. Oh my god! And I shut him down, and but then I kept going. Yeah, and sure. then I, and I, I, I kind of went in my head. I'm like. This guy's gonna punch me if I don't stop. I need to stop. This is <laughs> oh, today. I, I, you know, I vaguely remember that because it was so long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but oh my god, I don't. Rem I don't remember you having trouble, man. I think you do it better than you thought. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I've, I'm sure I had great. But I've told the story so many times right. that now. But I, I still like, just completely remember the flatline. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the look you gave me when Billy just cursed and then brought you up. <laughs> Fuck, that's a great warm up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, like where's like where's the notes? Where's the five minutes he's gonna do? <laughs> just follow that, Mister Valeriano. So where did you uh, where did you get your start before? Let me tell you something, young man. Mm. Well here's, well, here's my story. I'll okay. tell my story so you're not sick of it. So I was a musician. All right. You know, I didn't know I was going to do this comedy shit. Okay. Guitar player. You are a good guitar player. Thank you. Well, that's what I did. Guitar, singing, bands, blah, blah, club, uh, you know, weddings, oh, bar really? mitzvahs, oh, okay. that kind of stuff. Plus, you know, plus other bands. And uh, uh, moved into Manhattan. Oh, so uh, did a couple of clubs as a guitar player, singer, uh -huh. cover songs. Nobody's listening. I right. get bored one night. I go up and I write a little Bee Gees parody. Mm-hmm. Uh, to sustain a live called Singing Too High. Mm -hmm. I say, I'm going to throw this in. And I throw it in, and it gets like a huge reaction. Go, oh, nice. oh, this is interesting. People are paying attention. So I do more of that, and it be becomes a thing. It becomes like a 20-minute set. Mm -hmm. becomes comedy. Going to Dangerfields in Manhattan. Sure, audition sure. on Sunday night. 
this is like, you know, you can't plan this stuff. You know, you're supposed to as a comic cry out like for years and years yeah. and years. This was like, this was within the space of like two months. I'm auditioning at Dangerfields. It goes really great. They hire me as the house opening act. Oh, great. I open for Jackie Mason the next week. Oh, awesome. And then the week after that's Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, and wow. then like a month after that, he does Caddyshack. And takes me under his wing and brings me on. So, like within six months, I'm uh, from being a guitar player singer. I'm doing like Westbury Music Fair in Long Island, which is three thousand seats. Oh wow! With the most popular comic in America. <laughs> and I'm going. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my story. Sad, isn't it? Wow, really, really rough start there, I know, buddy. I'm I know. Sorry. Sorry. Paying your dues. Paying your dues. A lot of pain, man. You got to You got to pay your dues in this business. You know. Paying your dues. I'm doing, I'm doing it now. I'm paying my dues now. <laughs> that's what happened. How was it working with uh, Rodney? Rodney was. I never got a chance to meet him, which I'm very no. Yeah, I'm very. Rodney was a as you probably know, great for you know if he liked a comic, he'd make their career. Sure, you know, with all the specials and stuff like that. Uh, my problem was the guitar, so he couldn't put me on specials. You know, they, they TV shows are like weird about like music rights and paying. Oh yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, work, I write a lot for TV, and yeah, you, like they you can get away with it under the parody law, but nobody wants to deal with it. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my problem. I did the Tonight Show, but I had to do public domain stuff. But that's okay. All. But anyway, but he would you know, but he made me his opening act, and uh, he was uh, great in many ways. Mm -hmm. You know, let me do very supportive. And, but the most unhappy person I've ever met. Really? Life. Rodney yeah. is unhappy? Very miserable. I mean, the no respect thing is actually real. Really? Yeah. Why Why, why do you think he was... Uh, just had a miserable childhood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just one of those. He always used to say, I have a downhead, man. <laughs> I have a downhead. Like, <laughs> not so I'm famous. I don't change nothing. <laughs> I mean, you could you could literally slit your wrist if you spend all day with him. Oh, in, really? In a bad mood. Because you, know, you get in a limo. He's going to like, you know... Like he's gonna play that night at like a four thousand seat theater. Yeah, yeah. Because he's Rodney Dangerfield with adoring fans, and he gets in the limo. And he goes, "What's it all fucking mean, man?" <laughs> and I'm thinking, it means you're rich and famous, <laughs> and you don't have to worry about anything. But I didn't say that right. because it's all bullshit, right? <laughs> so that was it. Unhappy, but funny, and uh, you know, really like took me like I was like it was his son. Like yeah, it was his second son. Oh, that's so that great. Was great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, were you the one who told me you you and Rodney? And it, it could be confusing people. Uh, uh, performed at a NASCAR event. That was me. That was you. Okay. Yeah. It was yeah. uh, the Indiana I think the Indianapolis 500. I think it was before or right after or something like uh -huh. that. Yes, it was. It was like it was ridiculous. We were in the middle of the track, so in, we're on like a raised platform in the island on the island. Yeah, on the around? island. Okay. Then there's the track. Then the closest person in the spectator stands is like what a thousand miles away. <laughs> oh wow! So very intimate. <laughs> right, right. And the sun's still up, so that's really great for comedy. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, no spotlight. And they told him. They said, "Buddy, it's a family audience, so we want you to be very clean." So he had to like go through his whole right. show and make sure he was clean. Had they ever seen Rodney before they booked him? I don't. I guess they just wanted the guy from Caddyshack. Oh you yeah, know? I guess so, huh? You know, it's like when they, people would see even Carlin and they go, "Why is he so dirty? We see, we've seen it. He's Mister Mister Conductor on Shine right, right. Yeah, so <laughs> do your research. You know. <laughs> anyway, he's clean, and he used to have a thing at the end where he would like take questions from the audience mm -hmm. and stuff. And every person that came up to the microphone in this family-friendly audience would come up and go, hey, Rodney, how do you blow a nun? Or something, you know, they'd tell him like, the bad limericks and stuff. And he's standing there going, I'm glad I cleaned up my fucking show. <laughs> so that was the, but it was ridiculous. 15,000 people or something like really? that. Really? You couldn't hear any response. I'm sure, oh, really? I guess they were laughing, but we couldn't tell. Wow. It goes right up in the air. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was How many people was that, you think? I think 15,000. Wow. That was the most I've ever played for. I, was gonna say, <laughs> I wasn't even going to ask that question. Yeah, I, I don't, my crowds are 
are smaller now. Oh yeah, really? I'm just, you know, I'm trying to. I'm, it's in my contract. We didn't have fifteen thousand. It up has to in, be below fourteen. Washington? No, no, we did not. No, because I remember we had eight. We had fifteen thousand <laughs> uh, hecklers. Oh yeah, no, okay. but yeah, eight. It was eight the first night. I think it swelled to sixteen. Oh, the second show. How long did you and Rodney travel together? Three and a half years. Any any clunker of gigs on that? Uh, any? you mean for him? For you? I mean, oh, just yeah. the whole like. Oh yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to hear you. How you bomb? But you know, it's like no. I love talking about how I bomb. I do. <laughs> we all do, don't we? Yeah, That's of why course. I started this fucking those podcast. Those are the fun. St- these, those are the fun stories. <laughs> no, no, I did great. Everyone. I, <laughs> I, I had I had a comic on uh, like I don't know last year or some time. Yeah. He was talking about oh, I was killing, and uh, I'm like, hey, wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> those are the guys who go on Facebook and goes, I had another great show. Oh, just leave me alone. You know what, dude? I just read one of those today, yeah, man. Just crushed it at such and yeah, such. No. Yeah, that means they really did. Yeah, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was like, I'm, I like, I don't know you. But I hate you. Yes, and yeah. we all want to hear about it. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. No, Rodney. Um, uh, you know, because you hear, is, like, I had Jamie Kaler on. Yeah, and I'm just giving you an example. I, yeah. I interrupted you. No. I had Jamie Kaler on, and his, he signed with uh, JP, who for uh, the guy who has all the. Uh, uh, oh yeah, the the guy from Spotlight or something. The guy who has all the, the all agent. The, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. But the guy who has all the blue collar guys. Okay. So his first road gig <laughs> was at like the MGM Grand. So okay, so he had to he kind of went left. So I was just wondering if since it was such a short time frame for you to start going out to these three thousand seat theaters. Yeah, well, uh, I remember specifically in Philadelphia the first big theater I ever worked with him. Uh, you know, they, here's what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, this before I knew anything. I had to tell people how to introduce me because the lights go down. They don't know there's an opening act coming out. They're coming to see Rodney. Sure. So the you know, crowd's going nuts already. The inter- the guy goes. Are you ready to have fun? Uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Uh, Rodney Dangerfield's opening act. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, I don't even have to say it. <laughs> drowning from the from they hear Rodney, they're drowning out the whole thing. Sure, and sure. I come out, and I swear to God, the sound is. <sighs> oh. That was the sound. It was like a reversing jet engine. Oh, it's like, yes, Rodney's coming out. Who the fuck are you? And, you know, they're saying I suck before I even get to the microphone. Oh, sure, sure. And uh, it was the first couple of minutes were like, how you doing? Fuck you. Where's Rodney? Fuck you. Fuck you. Luckily, the uh, Philadelphia Phillies had just won the pennant. So I just went, hey, is this the, you know, typical. Right, hey, is right. this the tower? It's the World Series champions. Then all of a sudden they turned. Yeah. And then I said, okay, think of, think of another one of those, you know. And then I had a couple of Phillies jokes. and they, So luckily, you know, it went it went. It wound up going really well, but those first couple of minutes. <laughs> but I've had, yeah, I, you, you know, you, I, Joan Rivers. I've had not. I've never had. To, I've never completely bombed, but man, sometimes you just go, "Why am I doing this?" Yeah. <laughs> Why well, am doesn't I doing Joan? Comedy? I know a guy named Brad Stewart who opens for Joan now. Yeah. Doesn't she come out and first? Yeah. And well, say, she doesn't come out. She does think from being from um, backstage. Oh, okay. So it's like you know, and then and then, but she kind of mentions. Featuring Dennis Blair, whatever, whatever it is, and 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 here he is. So like people find out there's an opening act like literally ten seconds before. Oh right, right. So it's not the greatest. When I worked with her in the '80s, she used to give everybody billing. Mm -hmm. But I think they do her posters like they're pre-done or something. Oh okay. And I always wanted billing. I even with Carlin, I said just give me billing just so people know there's somebody coming out. Yeah, because it makes things so easy, so much easier. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, but she doesn't do that anymore. So I just work with her like. A couple of weeks ago. And oh, really? It, it, was, it went fine, you know, but they're rabid. They want to see her. Yeah. You know? She's great, man. Yeah, she's I really like she's her. She's like 80 years old. And she rolls around. She gets on the piano. Yeah. She jumps up on the piano. 
<laughs> the agent looks looks me up. I hate when she does this. I hate when she does. <laughs> I, I'm so fucking I'm, so, I'm so scared. <laughs> yeah, but she's. I'm at the energy is amazing. How long did you uh, tour? Well, I guess you're still going around with her, huh? Well, occasionally. I yeah. mean, I'll get the call every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know? But she uses singers a lot and yeah. do wop groups. And I guess that guy you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if he, he he moved out of town. I don't know if he still is or. But not. isn't wasn't she using somebody that, like works with her too? Like some guy in Iran, like one of her people. Yeah, maybe. I think so. I think she has a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, every once in a while I get a call. Hey, can you do these two dates? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, if I'm free, I do. So, how is it traveling with a guitar, man? In terms of what logistics? Just in terms of being a pain in the ass in the airport. Uh, luckily, ninety ninety eight percent of the time we get it put in the overhead. Oh yeah, the okay. Good. Every once in a while, you get this power mad asshole who says, "Right, hey, you check it." Yeah, and I go, "No, I don't want to check it." And they go, "Here you go, check it." Usually, I get to the the worst that happens is you gate check it. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's you can watch him out the window chucking it into oh, the bow of the plane. Tokyo, I had to check it to go to Tokyo. Oof, <laughs> I'm going like 15 hours going. I wonder how my guitar is doing. <laughs> clank, what clank, exploded clank. yet? With the, yeah, <laughs> they were very polite too. Oh, you can't. Uh, right, right. No, but you won't understand. I make a living with this. No, no way in hell. <laughs> so thank you. No, you fuck you. No, <laughs> but big smile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But fuck you. You can't bring. And they, I, they actually brought a box. And they wrapped it, it was like an ordeal. They wrapped it in like, you know, cellophane and, you know, like bubble wrap. And Oh, wow. And I'm looking at them going, wouldn't it just be easier to let me on the plane? Yeah, like, yeah. I have no room. Fuck you, sorry. <laughs> so, okay, but please be, oh, we've been very careful. And the, the shitty thing was, I, they, they do that. I get on the plane, huge overhead cabins, and there's plenty of room. Sure. They could have easily brought it on. But that doesn't, luckily, that doesn't happen all the time. They charge you for that guitar? No. Okay. No, it's carry on. Oh, nice. Unless you're on Air Trans where they charge you for your underwear. Yeah. You're wearing underwear, sir? That's $50. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a pain. What were you doing in Japan? Uh, catching a ship. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they flew me to Japan, to Nagasaki, where there was a, I got out of a, in the middle of a world cruise. I believe it's Nagasaki. Sorry, did I say Nagasaki? I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> okay. I think it's Hiroshima. Yeah, Hiroshima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I know. Wh- which one did we drop the bomb? <laughs> which one? I forget. Uh, you've been doing a lot of ships lately, huh? It well, like. I do every, I'll do any, everything and everything. Yeah. A lot of the guys are doing it. Yeah, well, they're doing it? No, no. I'm, my wife doesn't want to go. She doesn't have to go. And she kind of wants to go, though. Okay. She um, wouldn't want to go on certain one of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they make you stay in the crew cabins. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. She wouldn't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. Well, that's what I was telling her, too, because it's changed, right? It's it's more strict, if I'm not... Well, it's cha- I I only started doing it about maybe six years ago. Uh-huh. And they, you know, the guys who did it for like 20 years told me, oh, it used to be wonderful. They used to pay like an amazing amount yeah, of money, yeah. give you like a suite. Now you, you get a, you can get a, some of them give you a passenger cabin, but you mm-hmm. never get anything great. Yeah. And uh, depending on which line you go on, you're either doing like two shows for the week mm-hmm. or you're doing the comedy club, like 16 shows. Right. Like the Oasis is like, it's, they actually have a club. They call it a comedy club. Yeah. They're, you know, guys that we all know, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. And they pay fairly well, so um, we do it. I think I'll probably uh, <clears throat> start doing that when my son Frank is like a little older. That way I can take him. Yeah. You know, you, there's some you can take him. Yeah. 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 I just took my wife on her first one. Oh yeah, but you know, I just—it's like weird. It's like you know, sometimes some of them you can get the feeling like you want to bring a guest. Well, we'll see about that. You know? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to bring someone on and stay in the same bed I'm in. Right, Is that okay? Right. Is that a problem? Well, they will be eating. <laughs> God, I hate this business. <laughs> oh, I remember another thing from our trip to yes. the lovely uh, vacation destination of <laughs> Eastern Washington, whatever city that was, whatever city that was. Uh, uh, do you remember doing early morning radio? I certainly do. 
We wrote. We drove there. Yeah. But I don't remember any details. I know. I remember something happened. We had. We did. I think we did three. It was one of those uh, yeah, three and ra- one radio stations, three yeah. and ones, where it's a three different right. s- local stations were in the same building, and yeah. so we went to one, we went to the other, went to one, and the girl. We did one for country, and I think it was a girl, and right. she was like, "Oh, so next you're gonna go see Bob over on," <laughs> and she like the disdain for That's Bob. Right. I remember <laughs> and like, now. And I'm like, "What's going on with Bob? Why Bob. is why is Bob such an?" <laughs> and then we get in there, and Bob's just a tool. He's just a. That's he's, right. He's just. A, he's DJ. like a jock who became a DJ, basically. Yeah, right, right. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I fucked Amy over in country the other night. She hasn't been talking to me." <laughs> oh, we love this, don't we? And we did we go out and just say, "Amy, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> cool. yeah. And good luck go, with Bob. And he's like, "And so these comedians are going to be there tonight. They're going to be at such and such, whatever the place is. You know, home of the muffin tops." Home of the muffin. And I'm tops. like, what's a? Mu- I didn't know what a muffin. He's like, you know, those fat girls who wear their pants really tight oh, and they all roll man. out. I'm like, we have to go there tonight. Stop, <laughs> stop saying yeah. that. Yeah, I'm sure that's on the brochure. Yeah, yeah. Home yes. of the muffin tops. So if you like the fatties, he literally said that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> oh, if you like God. the fatties, they're going to be around there tonight. I'm like, dude, you are going to get our asses kicked oh, <laughs> by the boyfriends. God, what a tool that guy was. Those guys, some of those guys. I did a show once where the guy at a radio show where I couldn't even. The guy was in the in the you know the the console. He insisted on staying behind the glass. Uh huh. And the glass was like at an angle where I couldn't see him. It was like it was like being in Abbey Road with the Beatles. You know, right. you ever see those little pictures where they're like the glasses like way up at the top? This yeah. little glass, like maybe seven feet, six feet, and and on in the corner. And he's talking to me. I'm going, yeah, well, Jim, um, I'll be doing two shows, and and I never, we never made. I, I don't I don't know what the guy looks like. Right. Look, I just okay. What's wrong with everybody? And the other thing I remember from that, uh, and I swear this isn't just the weekend of Murray and Dennis uh, episode, <laughs> I promise. <laughs> it's okay. These are, uh, these are fun stories. Um, you, you told me that uh, whenever whenever you do radio and, and they find out that, you you know, first of all, you opened for George Carlin for how long? Uh, 19 years. 19? Oh, I only thought it was like 10. No, 19. 19 years. Yep. Wow. Long time. That is a long time. Good run. Yeah, it was a good run. Yeah. And I remember I, on the way there, you're like, oh, they always find out I open for Carlin. And they're like, hey, tell us some of those Carlin stories. Right. <laughs> and you're like, I'm on radio. I can't. <laughs> the really, the, the funny ones that I like, the ones you just you have to use George's language. Yeah. And you can't tell those yeah, stories yeah. or else they'll be ineffective, you know. I, I remember you telling me, uh, like, you'd, you'd get in the car with him and he would, and the one example you gave me, and I can't do George, you'd have to do it. He's like, how do you, like, he would present questions, like, how do you know the restaurant isn't good? Oh, or, yeah, they, they, we, like these we, contests in the okay. rental car, because he was big on, you know, renting cars to go. Sure. He liked to stay in a hotel, like, say, in Chicago, mm-hmm. and if we had, like, three gigs over three nights in, in the Chicago area... He would go to like Joliet, and then we'd go back to Chicago to stay in the hotel. Then to whatever, will, uh, whatever close to Chicago, another city, uh-huh. and then so on the way back, on the way back or, or two, we would tell, we would just make up the shit, <laughs> and we came up with this contest once, and it, once it was like things you don't want to do, or and and one was restaurants you don't want to eat in. And I came up with any restaurant where truckers are coming out and throwing up over the railing, which I thought was cute. Right. And of course, he tops me with any any restaurant. He, he had two. Any restaurant named Moldy's <laughs> or any restaurant where you go in and the waiter's taking a shit in the soup. 
<laughs> going, yeah, you got that one, George. But I won one night because yeah. the, the, the category was last words of John F. Kennedy. Oh. And I came in with, in with, why is my head whistling? <laughs> and they laughed. Him and the manager said, Dennis, you fucking got that one. I said, thank you. I topped Carlin for once in my life. How did you, uh, how did you hook up with George? Uh, I had a great agent in those days. Oh, okay. Th- those are the days when there was a lot of opening act work. Right. And there were great agents. Great agents. There were great agents. My, my guy was really there good. There aren't any more. No, I know that. I had like I had like two in a row that were yeah. really, you know, they'd call and go, hey, you want to open for this person? Mm-hmm. You wanna, yeah, sure. You want, a, you want a 13-week deal in Atlantic City? Sure. Oh, I thought nice. that's the way it worked. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it did for a while. Yeah, yeah. So one night he, uh, in uh, 88, he goes, hey, you want to open for George Carlin for three months? I go, yeah. (laughs) Three months. Three months. Wow. And I don't know. He never, I think eventually I found out that they, whoever they were using for the last two years, he was starting to get really annoying. Yeah. And uh, they just wanted to make a change. And I guess they started looking at videos Uh and they saw mine. Oh, great. So they, and I I remember I went to Omaha, February 1988. And I'm pacing in my room going, I hope he's not an asshole. Because as we all know, some of these celebrities. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they're not all wonderful. <laughs> so I'm going, I hope he's a great guy and whatever. And I'm pacing. And I hear the door upstairs uh, to the theater open. And the, all I hear is, Dennis, where the fuck are you? I'm going, oh, this sound, this is a good, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> Down here, George. Because I recognize the voice. And he goes, hi, I'm George. Yeah, I know. And he goes, are those your fucking carrots? I'm taking about like 800 of your fucking carrots. Those grapes, fuck you. I'm taking them all. <laughs> and you're, okay. And he's just doing that kind of shit. And you know, how you doing? We love, we love your work. Okay, good. And he goes, don't fuck up tonight. I'll be watching you. And he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, okay, this might work out. And I'm like, so now my next thing is, I hope I don't fuck up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and because I, you know, opening act work can be weird. Luckily, it was a good crowd. Good, and, they, and but I came off stage, and I'm going. I think that went well, and I don't see him, mm-hmm. and I'm going, oh shit. And as I'm going downstairs, I hear applause, and he's behind the curtain clapping, going, "That was fucking great." Go, okay. Oh, thanks. I didn't. I just for at first I thought, nah, I didn't pass the audition. Yeah, yeah. So then they kept, and then three months it went fine, and they said, "You just want to stay." <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, because we got along, and you know, and he liked the show, so that's the way it worked. That's Nin- great. Nineteen years until the end. Nineteen years. Yeah, yeah. He worked right up until yeah. he died, huh? Pretty much. I mean, it, uh, uh, Clear Channel took over his tour when he got sick. Mm-hmm. It was a combination of him being sick, and then I don't know. He when he was getting really dark. Yeah. In his show. Yeah, yeah. And I guess people were like not coming, like he wasn't selling out or uh-huh. something, and people were getting pissed or something. So he needed extra help to promote his shows. And then and Clear Chance says, yes, we'll do. You'll promote your shows if you use some of our comedians to open for you. Yeah. So, so he felt like shit, but he had to do it. Right. But no, he's, still, he's still employed. But that was only last, the last two years. Cancer that is Clear Channel probably got him. Yes. <laughs> like Clear Channel. The evil all, empire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tell you, I... uh I tell you. I'll tell you. I, uh, <laughs> I remotely hey, what's going on, Murray? What's the story? <laughs> you know Lowell Sanders? No, I don't. He's a comedian. He's a black comedian. I work a lot on the ships, and every time I call up, he does my my Rodney to him, which he loves, which is Rodney used to go to women. Hey, what's your story? You want to lead a life of luxury and disease? That's how we picked up women. So every time I get a call from Lowell, <laughs> hey, Dennis, what's your story? But I'm sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, I was, I was going to say I grew up in a very uh, Christian household. Yes. So I was not exposed to George Carlin as a, ah. as a youth. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just posted on the Road Stories Facebook page. A lot of people have asked like, what I... 
what uh, I listened to growing up, and I only had one comedy album, which was uh, the Smothers Brothers. Okay. Mom always loved you best, and it's right. Tommy with a chicken on a leash. It's great, great cover. No Cosby. No Cosby, believe wow. it or not. Uh, believe it or not. Well, yeah, we just we didn't have any kind of way to play them anyway because okay. we there's a no music house and everything. So I didn't get into Carlin uh, until much right. later, much later on in life. Yeah. And uh, I was working at the comedy store. I, I got, when I got out of town, I, I got a doorman and was able to get on stage there. Uh. So I was, you know, you, that's how you do it. Yeah. And then uh, he was Carlin was coming in for seven days. Wow. To work out his special. And you'd never seen him before that? Never seen him before wow. that. Heard bits, heard seven, the seven yeah. words, heard the stuff, you know, our stuff and everything. And I'm like, all right, you know, you know, everybody was like, fucking Carlin's coming, man. <laughs> How can we get in? You know, sure. first of all, for the first like two or three days, I was on the front door letting yeah. people in. Made so much money. <laughs> <laughs> I, fucking, I don't know if I can let you in. Well, maybe oh. this hundred will find a spot. Well, oh, Murray, maybe. Murray retired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he retired in 92. Awesome. I was coming home with like a grand in my pocket. No kidding. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. And the managers told me, like, listen, yeah. we save a little <laughs> section of standing room in the back if you okay. want to make a little bit of money. Right. It was perfect. Awesome. Anyway, that's not what I learned. I learned that, but I learned other thing. But then I got moved into the green room because he, at that time, and I don't know, he was a very healthy eater. Yeah, at that time. What year approximately? I'm ninety nine. Yeah, I forget the, the special. Well, yeah, he was. Yeah, after his heart attacks, he, yeah. he went on a health kick. Yeah, so and, and they, I was. A, I'm still a vegetarian. They're like, okay. oh, you're a veggie. Why don't you sit behind the bar? And I'm like, okay. What serve dip? I don't. I'm not gonna. <laughs> you're a vegetarian. Yeah. Two things that don't go together. Welcome to another episode. <laughs> you're a, you're a vegetarian. Why don't you serve drinks? Yeah, exactly. Fine. So I was in the green room with him for like three nights, man, mm. four nights, and just and, wow. and I got to and I got and when he would go on stage, I would go out and watch him go. And this is he had a table, yeah, and all his papers out, yeah, and I watched the bits go from ideas, wow, to funny, every, huh. from every night and just watching him work. And then right. and it was great for, for me because you know I, I'm in, I, I like to write and I write a lot and just so watching him write it, yeah, and then go home that night and work it and then come back and do it right. different the uh-huh. next. It was just so. Eye-opening to me and inspiring. And then uh, one night he's like, uh, hey, why don't you walk me to my car? <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll walk you to your car. And uh, I was walking to the car and uh, he's like, so that one bit I was doing, did you see it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, I think it's just, and it was good. It's, like, it's yeah. funny. He's like, yeah. I don't know. You think you, you young guys would like it, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, you know, I just want to stay relevant, relevant yeah. you know, to the young guy. I'm like, Man, what do you mean? Why? Yes, <laughs> yes, they'll love it. They, I'm like this. You need to see this place was sold out for the last seven nights. We were turning people away, man. Yeah. He's like, yeah, all right. I'm just, you know, you always got to stay, uh, stay wary of that. And I'm like, wow, it's sure. George Carlin, not insecure, but still. You know, yeah, I, and still a comedian. He had that great thing about like, you know, he just doesn't wasn't pretentious. Like I'm the greatest. You know, yeah, got yeah, that yeah. feeling like I know I'm. I mean, he knew he was great yeah there's no doubt about that but it was like you know it wasn't like he just rested on his laurels yeah and, yeah you know, and he loved he it's true he loved writing he just that was that was what he loved most about it i think yeah. probably even more than performing <laughs> i remember one night i was walking out walking him out and for some reason uh we were walking out we were walking past the original room at the at the comedy store yeah. and willie tyler and lester is on stage <laughs> Franklin Ajay is in the hallway, and yeah. for some reason, Gallagher showed up that night. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm walking with Carl, and I'm like, what year did we just walk into? 
Like, this is 1988. Oh, then oh, Billy Crystal did a set. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was amazing. And then Mike Douglas sang a song. It was amazing. Yeah, it was... Uh, I remember he came... I was, we were doing some gig once... Some some theater, and he just comes up. He goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try out this new bit. I'm gonna tonight. Uh, and he, 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 he uh, let me do it for you. He recites it for yeah. me. And it's Modern Man. Do you know that piece? I don't. I'm a modern man. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know yeah. exactly. It's what you're like where about. he just like does all these, uh, you know, the, the yeah, yeah. And it's five minutes. And he said, "I'm gonna." Not only, not only am I going to put this in, he's going to open with it. Right. <laughs> like what we all do. You know, we have a new joke. We open with the new joke. Sure. But he, and he just, uh, I, and he goes, he goes to say, what do you think? Uh, yeah, 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 do that. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I would do that if I were you. And it's, I think it was like fully formed. I don't think. Wow. I don't seem to remember him having to tweak it very much. Yeah, that, moder- that was the other one. When he saw him do Modern Man, I think that was the special after the yeah. one I saw him develop. Right. Because uh, I was looking over the specials uh, earlier this morning, right. um, man, how how can he's, first of all he's such a wordsmith, but then he can remember it. That's the part that floors well, me. Well, that's the, I mean, doing he would do 150 dates a year. Wow. when I was with him, so yeah, yeah. you know that's what the reason for is that he got get to the next HBO special. So you know it wasn't like Louis C.K. where he'd throw everything out. Right, he would do his HBO special, then he continued doing it. And I know people would get, oh, he's doing the same shit he did. You know, yeah. Well, you know, he's not a you know yeah he's not from. Uranus, right? It's right. not like an alien. So, but he would then he would gradually weed that out. So then he would put the new thing in and 150 nights. How was that for you, man? Wonderful, really. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. Re-single, I mean, you know, re-single at the time or no? But you know what? Uh, uh, Twelve weeks a year we would do Vegas. So oh, that would okay. be like three weeks at a time. Sure. So my my whole family would go with me. Nice. They give us two rooms. My kids were with me. Mm-hmm. So it was like perfect because I'm doing my shit, my stuff that I want to do, and I have the family with me most of the time. Then when I did the one nighters with him, it would be like maybe four days at a time or like eight days at a time. And then we'd be off for a week or ten days. So oh, okay. it worked out. And this and they're so used to daddy being gone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, daddy's going to work with George again. You yeah, know? yeah. But but often we were able to go. And then when he did his specials, we'd all go to New York. Like the Beacon Theater uh-huh. and hang out in New York. Oh, that's like cool. Did you open the specials? Yeah. Oh, that's. I cool. I have a couple of videos where they actually taped me. Oh, that's really cool. And uh, with different different angles, it almost looks like I have my own my own HBO <laughs> special. And they kept telling me, "All right, this is live. We need you off stage. Right. A minute, just you know, make sure you go off. But you know, two minutes before, and I'm going. Wouldn't it be great if I just refused <laughs> to get off? <laughs> just going to keep going. One more time, jing 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 on the guitar. <laughs> I love that new special with Carlin where they drag the guy with the guitar off stage. <laughs> what a what a brilliant opening, dude! You should edit all that stuff together and I should. sell it as your DVD. I should do that, but I. Look, I look like I'm eight then. <laughs> um, Dennis has done something that I love when comedians do when they come on my show. What's that? Bring notes. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I got stories. You got stories. I got stories. You got well, stories. I told some of them. You know what I'm talking about? I like it. I, for some reason, uh, I, I don't know. People, uh, I like it when, they, when you bring notes. They just, they just don't prepare. Yeah. Well, know. you know, especially since... Uh, it, it was just me. I'm going. Well, you know, we don't want any dead air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, you know, I got a, I got like I got a book full of these things. That you know, part where you guys stared at each other. Yeah, I'm going to tighten that up. That was great. <laughs> tighten that, that up. Was, yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring that together. You know, <laughs> what do you got on the notepad? Well, I'm That's just okay. Well, let me look at my notes then. I'm just saying, worst gig. Uh, Benton High, Roger. Oh, Roger Ebert, the Roger Ebert story. Oh, since he just died. That's right. Here's a great Rodney story. Real coincidence. Real okay. coincidence. So uh, we're doing Chicago, Rodney Dangerfield, and I. 
<laughs> like it's our show. Right, right. <laughs> Rodney's doing a show. He lets me open. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Roger Ebert said, I forget what theater it was, but Roger Ebert came backstage and, and hey, Rodney, great show. Hey, Dennis, I love your show. Well, he takes us to dinner, takes mm-hmm. both of us to dinner at the Pump Room in Chicago. So now here's the thing. One of the things about Rodney, when Rodney ate, you don't talk to him. His oh, eyes yeah. glaze over. Oh, yeah, okay. It was like, I'm in my own world. I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. So Rodney is now eating. At the table, and he's his eyes are glazed. So Roger is talking to me. He's tried to talk to Rodney, and Rodney going, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So he realizes, okay, Rodney's not going to be responsible. I'm going to talk to this guy. So we're talking, and Ro- and Roger's on my left. Rodney's on my right. Roger's talking to me about. We get into this discussion about acting and mm-hmm. movies, and it's getting very, you know. Uh, deep and yeah. he's going yeah well you know the Bunuel theory of uh, movie making is different from the and of course the, the Stanislavski you know Brando of course studied with Stella Adler and of course his method was different from the you know method and, the, and, and, and finally Rodney puts down his fork goes what's all this bullshit about acting if you're supposed to be mad you act like you're fucking mad if you're supposed to be sad you act like you're fucking sad it's all bullshit pass the fucking potatoes <laughs> That's just Ebert. And the look on Roger Ebert's face, I will never forget. Which one I can't do on, on, on a podcast. Right, right. But it was, he looked at me like, okay, I'm going to get the check. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was like, it's all bullshit. You just act like you're scared. That's all. You know? So that's the, that's one, the one, Rodney. What the, what the fuck? You know Ralph Tadda? I don't know Ralph Tadda. Comic? Yeah, okay. he used to work uh, selling t-shirts for Rodney. I mean, for, uh, for George. Oh, really? Uh, he used okay. to be him and another guy. And Ralph is a big guy. Mm-hmm. He, I don't. He was he, maybe he slimmed down, but he was a huge. He, guy. Uh, he was a he was a muffin. Was it a muffin? Muffin top. <laughs> muffin top. He was muffin top. Carlin didn't merch when he was no selling. He didn't sell anything. No, he, he did it at the theater. But he had someone do it for him at oh, the theaters. Yeah. Anyway, these guys would always have to drive, you know, because they had these these boxes of shirts. Sure. Yeah. And one night it was like a nine. going to be a nine hundred mile drive. And and George by now was 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 chartering Lear jets and mm-hmm. stuff. So he says to Ralph and, and the other guy, he says, "You know what, you guys, bring your stuff on on the plane. You can go on the plane. Great." But you know, Ralph, for some reason, we're flying at a not a very high altitude. And George has given him all sorts of shit. You know, you may want to stop eating there, Ralph. This plane, you know. So fine. So the next day they get there, and Ralph shows me. George signed his book, and, and and he says, "This is great, George. Look what George wrote." And George wrote on Ralph's book, "Ralph, the plane flies higher when you're not on it." Love, George. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to the other note story, uh-huh. where George, uh, we had a thing where I'd be on stage and I come off stage, go in my dressing room. George had left me a horrifying note. Mm. While I'm on stage, it made no sense except to us. Like we were very much into Jerry Lewis. Yeah, and uh, he'd say Jerry Lewis is just. He'd write Jerry Lewis's ball bag. Just leave it for me, <laughs> <laughs> or Floyden, or something yeah, like yeah. that. One night I came off. This is my favorite note. I get off stage and I get a note from George, and the note says, "Dennis, a few of us were talking, and we think you need to start blowing more people." <laughs> Thanking you in advance, George. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's a story. It's a, it's great that you found somebody to work with that you could work with for eighteen years that you got along with. I could tell you the story about why I got fired from Rodney. Oh, you got fired from Rodney? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. left that part out. I did. We just never got to it. Oh wait. Well, here it is. I was with Rodney for three and a half years. We were very close, but very, he was very like demanding of your time because we wrote the movie, we wrote Easy Money together, we right. did uh, specials together, and he, I was like his son almost. So. Sure. But you know things can always go wrong. Yeah, you know yeah. if you spend too much, so that's what wind up. Wind up. The great thing about George is you know, when you're with George in the rental car, great. But once you're at the hotel, you don't see him. Yeah, <laughs> he's writing or he's doing it, and I'm going. I tell my wife, great. <laughs> <laughs> we see him enough. We're friends. We love each other, but we don't. You know, I don't see him most of the time. Yeah, yeah. We were at Bally's, as a matter of fact, and uh, 
there was a big running joke because we'd be at Bali for three weeks and they have his car parked there in case he wanted to go out. And all the valets had come out and they go, no, nope, he didn't come out today. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I come out one day, like a week later, one of the valet guys runs up to me and goes, Dennis, Dennis, what? We, George came out. It was like Groundhog Day. <laughs> George came out. Oh, what did he do? What did he go? Uh, he just went to the store and bought some plums. He came right back. But he came out. <laughs> so that was the great thing with, uh, with George. Like, you know, great friends, but, you know, 19 years, I think, you know, nothing went wrong. Really. Oh, that's great. So that, that helped. That's but with Rodney's because my dog fell in his pool. Really? You want to hear this story? I do want to hear that story. <laughs> R- Rodney was like, he had a house in Westport. We brought our dog Westport? to the house. In Westport, Connecticut. Oh, okay. And we brought, our, our dog at the time was like our child. We loved our dog. Sure. And, we, and we lived across the, the river. But we said, Rodney, can we bring our dog? Because he wanted us there all the time. Mm-hmm. He go, okay, just don't bring him swimming in my pool. He had a pool in his an indoor right. pool. Going, what are you talking about? <laughs> don't bring him swimming because, you know, it'll get hair. Okay. We won't bring the dog. We didn't intend on doing that. So he gets to take a nap once. My wife and I are in the jacuzzi, and the dog goes on the jacuzzi, slips in the jacuzzi. He wakes up, comes in, goes ballistic. You took the dog fucking swimming in a pool. I'm going, Rodney, no, the dog fell in. He would not listen to really? it. Really? He calls all his friends, tells them what horrible people we are. Oh, no. And we're going, are you fucking kidding me? So that was like the beginning of the end. Wow. It was weird, you know, and he got really mad. And then he like forgave us. Uh-huh. But at the time I was doing, I was, I started to work with Joan Rivers and he hated her. Because really? he was convinced that she stole his jokes. Huh. And I said, I don't remember seeing. And then he said, well, she didn't steal my jokes, but she stole my rhythms. And I'm thinking, okay, this is getting really weird. Right, right, right. <laughs> so should they called me when they said, you want to want to work with us? And I told Rodney, he says, yeah, Joan Rivers people call and they asked me to work with her, but I turned it down. And he said, no, do it. I go, what? He says, no, to put you on The Tonight Show. She was guest hosting The Tonight yeah, yeah, Show yeah. a lot. I said, no, really? He says, no, that's we No, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you from, okay. So I take the gig. Three days later, he goes, you know, I don't want you to do it. <laughs> I oh, signed a contract. Oh, I said, I signed a contract already. I can't. So I did the, the 10 days and he got pissed at that too. Huh. After he had said, so, you know, but even I don't, I don't you know, Harry Basil. Who yeah, 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 for yeah. Years. yeah. Harry worked with him for years. He's and booking he, the factory now in Vegas. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Harry, even Harry said, he says, Roddy would turn on somebody for something. But really? Rodney stood up to him. I mean, Harry stood up to him. Oh, yeah. Because Rodney pulled some shit with him. He says, you know what, Rodney, you lose all your friends because of bullshit. And I'm not going to put up with it. And Rodney actually said, you're right. Huh. So, so that's what happened with me and Rodney. Well, I was going to ask if you thought it was something else. It was just manifesting through you obviously taking your dog swimming in the pool. But I guess he did that to a lot. I guess he turned a lot. Yeah, I mean, there was there was always stories like after me, he tried uh-huh. to replace me with a bunch of other guitar guys, and they didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, I'd always hear stories. Yeah, Roddy got mad at this guy. Got mad at that mm-hmm. guy. He was a great guy, but you know, he'd always there was some he'd turn on you sometimes, and it was really weird and nothing you could do. Yeah. And then I worked with him years later with Harry. And the reunion tour. Yeah, it was like it was like it's like someone said, you know, what am I mad at? Someone said, what am I mad at Dennis for again? He didn't remember. Oh, okay. And he said it might be nice to where and and then he said, let's do this again. And then he gave me a date, and I said, but I'm working with Carlin that date. And I heard he kind of got mad at that. Rodney, I can't turn down George. Right, right. So he was an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. But but all in all, a real, you know. I mean, he, I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he really took you under his wing, huh? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of guys. That's so. great. And so, and you're, off, you're, a, you're not a guitar comic, but you that's have... Call a, me. Really? I get, well, that's my reputation. But you, what, if you do an hour, when do you break out the guitar? Uh, well, it depends. Sometimes I break it out at the beginning for a while, and then uh-huh. put it down for like 40, 35 minutes. Oh, okay. stand up. And yeah, then yeah. like bring it out at the end. I always bring it out at the end. Yeah, it's a great... Even, yeah. even the shitty 
audiences <laughs> up in Washington once the guitar was out was just... It's a great thing to have because, yeah. I mean, I admire stand-ups who, like, if they get a... St- I mean, I, I, my experience is if I have a shitty audience, I break out the guitar and that... Sooner. Really <laughs> Much sooner. Sometimes within eight minutes. Yeah, that was a five-minute five guitar. <laughs> <laughs> but I, that's why I admire, like, stand-ups. Like, God, what happens, you know? I mean, my experience is that. What, what, a guy has to stand there, and even though he's great, but you're you know. a stand-up. I mean, I know, but I can go to the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Like if a guy doesn't have the guitar, he's got to do his show. Or do Dennis, something. can I borrow your guitar? Walk <laughs> it up here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I did that famous with that infamous Bill Burr thing with Dom Irera. With oh, just I was all just, booming just, him. Uh, yeah, I was just playing that. Uh, Man, at, at the, for what, the executive producer on the what show. What do you do? <laughs> just there's nothing you can do. Yeah, and it was in Philadelphia, <laughs> and you had that great yeah. experience. Oh, was it the Academy of Music? Uh, no, that, that was the theater. Oh, was it the theater? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know. I thought it was outside. Was it outside? No, the Philadelphia one was an inside gig. Oh, okay. The outside was the... Uh, we've had a bunch of those, too. <laughs> you like performing outside? No. Why not? It, it depends. It, it, they'll, you know, if there's two shows, the sun's up. Yeah, yeah. And it just wrecks her. You know, I mean, it's okay. You can get through it. Yeah. It's not great. That's what I like, you know, about comedy clubs, seeing those summer nights when they have right. on Saturday. Like Saturday, next Saturday, I got to do the 7 o'clock at Irvine. It's the sun's still up, but they but it's <laughs> but in the it's room. Black, yeah, oh, yeah. That's what I like about comedy clubs. Right. You walk in, it's instantly yeah. night. That's important. That's yeah. important. You know, I'm, even when I do a corporate or something like that, you got to tell them I need his light on me. Yeah, and the room dark. And, you know, because they have no idea how important that stuff is. <laughs> I, I remember when I started this. Some college called me up and said, "We want you to do a show." The girl sounded so dumb. We want you to do a show for us in the cafeteria. I go okay, and I didn't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. I said, how long do you want me to do? And she hadn't considered that question before. I said, how long do you want me to do? And there was a big pause. And then she goes, um, four hours? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so you got to educate people. You ever yeah. have anything thrown at you on stage? I have not had something thrown at me. I've had... Have you thrown anything at them? <laughs> yes. Pretty much every night. <laughs> no, have you? You know what I think it is? I think it's because I have the guitar. And oh. they all know about the legendary guy who crashed his guitar over the guy's head. Yes. What was that guy's name? I, I forget. He I was forget. a Boston guy, right? I think so. But someone told me recently, you know, I guess it's on YouTube. Yeah, still. yeah. Apparently, uh, Ron Schock, you remember Ron Schock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Ron Schock told me that he knows the guy. And the guy told him, he said, you know, the guy was threatening me under his breath. That's what people couldn't see on the movie. Oh, okay. So he would say, I'm, I'm going to fuck you up. And, and, and so they just thought he was reacting to a heckler. But right. He was reacting to a threat. So when the guy finally, he went to stand up, he smashed the guitar over his head. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, someone, I think it was Russ Nagel that told somebody, uh-huh. the greatest thing is the guitar is wrecked. It's just hanging by a string. And the guy takes his pick and puts it back in the strings <laughs> on the neck. Because <laughs> you got to know where your pick is. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, that's a good guitar joke. It <laughs> is funny. <laughs> so maybe they don't heckle. They don't throw shit at me. He's got a guitar. I've heard right. about those guys. Yeah, yeah. You know? Maybe uh, that's it. Oh, uh, how have you ever had to deal with hecklers in like a three thousand seat? Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. It, it's it's got to be rough because not everybody can hear. Right. What's them yelling at you? You right? know what? Either I haven't heard, or it's, I've been real fortunate. The only hecklers I've had to deal with are the fun ones, the drunks. Oh, okay. Like I had a guy that was just so persistent, and I just kept talking to him. And they just kept laughing at what I said, and it actually got written up in the review the next day. It was just like, I'd tell a joke, and he'd go, ah, 
yeah, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I said, you can't argue with that, and you know, or something, and then we just kept going on, and it was like one of those things where the audience was kind of into it, but yeah. then he, and then like at a perfect time, like after seven minutes, when it was starting to get not funny, he shut up, Oh, wow. and they said, oh yeah, he passed out. <laughs> he just passed out and they just took him out of the theater that's usually the, I mean opening for the the, the big guys I, I kind of lucked out I, I haven't gotten really the you suck thing right you know I'll get that in a club every once in a while of course don't we all and then you break out the guitar then I just fucking smash it over the head <laughs> yeah. son of a bitch but uh, yeah I had a uh, he wasn't a heckler but he was a talker okay and I was kind of at a, at a Randy Lubis's place yeah, out in Valencia Ventura. yeah the one in Valencia. Oh, Valencia. Yeah, the one in Valencia. Where the you Applebee's could... that I call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I keep calling it Applebee's. He called, uh, I was working out in Glendale. He's like, can you make it out tonight? I'm like, yeah, happy to. Happy yeah. to do it. And uh, I love it because it's in the back of a Marie Callender's, yeah. which is a pie place. <laughs> yes. It's a separate, it's a club itself, yes. but it I've just happens it. to be. Yeah. A, and you get paid and you can either have dinner or you can take home a pie. <laughs> I love <laughs> This is why we do this, ladies exactly. and gentlemen. The pie factor. <laughs> so I'm thinking... <laughs> I have to go to a barbecue tomorrow. <laughs> I'm really hungry now. Mm, weigh uh, those things. But I had one of those guys. I went up first, and I had well, I went up after the MC in the middle and all, that, and, yeah. and and I had one of those guys who who was was a talker, not. Right. And I ran with it. It was great. And, yeah. And 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 it was awesome. We had fun, and he spoke just enough, and I referred to him just mm-hmm. enough, and it was great. And then the co other co headliner with me came up. Did all the uh, everything I referred to him as he referred to him as right. and everything I was saying about him he was sure. saying about him and he gets on stage he goes hey thanks for setting me up for that guy <laughs> Look, wait hey thanks for doing what I just did <laughs> you love it when the other guy watches your show yeah, exactly <laughs> but see I, I don't know about you but I like I kind of like when that stuff happens when it's friendly when it just like goes off the rails yeah I I really enjoy that you know no I do too I like yeah. to improvise a lot yeah. And, but it can it can turn. Sure, it, you got to know when to stop. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. know when to stop. Groucho story. A Groucho. Want to oh, tell I, me a great Groucho story that Carlin told me? I, I would. Don't lo- I don't think I've ever had a Groucho story on here. Carlin told. I don't know how he knew this, but he said Car- Groucho was uh, like in his eighties. He was failing mm-hmm. health, and he gets on an elevator. Someone must have told him this. Gets on an elevator, one of those old-fashioned elevators where there's an elevator operator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's Groucho's just like aging and kind of doddering, and the guy closes the gate and. Doesn't know who Groucho is. Turns to him and says, what floor? And Groucho goes, I can't get a hot on. What floor is that? <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> Here's your Groucho story. You bust your cherry with your Groucho's. What else I got here? That sounds like something Carlin would like. Yeah, Drew Carey. Oh, that was my worst heckle experience. Oh, with Drew? You ever do warm-up for a sitcom? Oh, yeah. Do you like it? No. Yeah. Well, I take it back. Not a sitcom. I did other low-end movies, uh, TV shows where they had okay. to buy the audience. Right. But did, you're there for a long time, Oh, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you know that you're there for four hours. You can't just do your act. You have to... Right, right. Well, the, uh, I did a season of Drew Carey, mm-hmm. the first season. And, you know, they had... They were like getting prisoners to sit in the audience yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. And they were... This one particular... I mean, usually went okay. I just hated doing it. It's just so draining. But... This one night, they just hated me from the beginning. Sure. And it's bad enough when they hate you from the beginning when you're doing an hour show. You're going to be there for four hours. <laughs> yeah. And everything I said, I couldn't, anything, I couldn't 
do any crowd work. I'd tell a joke and they'd go, oh, fuck, that sucked, you know? <laughs> and I remember I used to have a bit in my show, I forget what it was, but it said, but all the comedians, and one guy yells out, the comedians? You know, like, oh, God. <laughs> and they were yelling for Drew between takes of scenes, Drew, come over here, save us, please. And oh, Drew wow. came over and said, oh, come on, give him a break, and blah, blah, blah. And I, it was like, that was the absolute... I've wanted to get out of the business there. And then, but here's the funny thing. At the end, there are like bunches of them are coming down. Hey, great show. Yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that was fun. <laughs> Worst experience. Oh, Worst man. Ever. Oh. oh, God. I still wince. You ever like have those things where you like wake up in the middle of the night and you think of a show you did like 20 years ago and you still, oh, I, oh still yeah. I, I was in uh, New York. I remember this to do, you know, to, I was, it was uh, one of the shows, one of the Carlin specials. I was in New York and some guy from Stand Up New York who used to know me from the 80s, said, mm-hmm. hey, come to a set. And I said, oh, I haven't worked at a club in New York in a while. Yeah, yeah. So I went on, and it, I don't know, the people, I could just tell, it was like these, oh, these audience members, it wasn't my demographic, let's mm-hmm. put it that way. <laughs> you know, very urban, very, and I'm going, okay, I'll, maybe, yeah, maybe they'll love me, I don't know. And I go on stage, and I'm supposed to do 20 minutes, and I swear to God, it's going so badly that people are like turning away from me physically. They're like refusing to look at. Me. Oh, really? Not only am I not getting laughs, they're just there was I just there was one woman in front just like turned her seat around and would not look at me. <laughs> and I just keep doing stuff that I know works for most people, but nothing. I'm getting nothing. And I actually, after twelve minutes, I said, "That's my time." I I pretend that I saw the light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember the 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 MC like saying, hearing like from the other room, going, "Holy shit, he's off!" <laughs> just running, <laughs> sprinting back on from across the street. And I remember walking home that night, going, "Did my act just expire?" Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I swear to God, did it did it expire? And I called my wife. I said, "I I, I might not be able." To do this and then it went you know the next night was fine wherever i was but right it's scary that's scary shit. yeah yeah you open for jackie did you open for jackie mason at the jackie's the first person i ever opened for really at dangerfields okay and we're still friends today whenever i go to new york because I, t- I call him because he, wa- he walks around the city and it's like talking to a cartoon yeah <laughs> he told me about the story about how they wanted him to do his first broadway show mm-hmm. and how he needed a director and he's going, what do I do to direct for? I just tell jokes. I'm a Jew on stage telling jokes for two hours. What I says, no, Jackie, it's Broadway. You have to open it up. You have to. He says, okay. He says, so I'm talking to the director, and the director's telling me this. He says, Jackie, okay, come over here. You do three jokes in front of a in front of a lamppost. <laughs> then you move over here. You do two more jokes in front of a sofa. <laughs> and he's the one to kill me. And then you do four more jokes in front of a third of a staircase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But the one that someone told me about him is, you know, he's like, Got a reputation for a, being a womanizer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Horny old man. So apparently this woman comes up to him like years ago and says, beautiful woman in her like 30s or something. She's like in tears. She goes, Jackie, just wanted to tell you that my parents were in Auschwitz and they didn't smile for years. Couldn't get them to laugh. And Jackie, they came to see your show. And the, for the first time we all went and I saw them smile and laugh. And Jackie, it's so important to me that you got my parents after 30 years of just being miserable to laugh. So I just want to thank you, Jackie Mason, for making my parents laugh. And I just want to tell you how, how happy I am that you exist in the world. And Jackie, he just looked at her and said, so what are you doing Saturday night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jackie, there's a story. There's a story for you. I, uh, I saw him at the store do uh, do an hour and a half oh. when I was working the door. He was great. He's another guy that just doubles me over. His opener was awful. Well, he always gets these people that like he are hangers on. Yeah. He attracts like people from Broadway Dandy Rose. 
you know what? This guy toupees. was right out of Broadway, Danny Rose. Right. Bad toupee. What was he, a comic? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, was all, it wasn't quite take-home jokes, but it was... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know somebody in here has heard that. You know? <laughs> I think he likes that. I think he doesn't want you know the competition. Yeah, yeah. You know? But uh, but that's great. But I'm you know I'm always he's always got these people around him. You go with him in New York, and people are just mm-hmm. guys with bad toupees, and then a guy with a monkey on his shoulder, and a woman <laughs> with a parrot. And it's oh, like, that was her who opened. Was that her? The woman with the parrot, yeah. the magician, no, the bird no, lady. No, <laughs> I, I think she did open. Oh, really? A few times. Yeah, she's really? like a, she has a bird act or something. He's st- he, does he is he still out anymore? I haven't heard. Uh, I I know I saw him last summer and uh-huh. he's not quit but okay i think I he does heard. like you know he'll do like a club in florida here and there uh-huh. i'm sure he does the condos every once in sure, a while. sure sure i don't think he does broadway anymore i think he, those days are he over. brought he's still he's like the, he's the last of his breed oh my god yeah because he brought like such a showmanship yeah. to that to the comedy the shithole that's the comedy store you know right. all the lights it was down it was, oh, yeah. it was a wandering spotlight wow you know the, the poor sound guy's like i can't believe i gotta fucking do this <laughs> following him around the spot it's like i usually sit up here and smoke weed i gotta follow this guy in the spotlight for an hour why doesn't he half? talk about titty fucking like everybody else <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he brought like it was like an event yeah you know sure and i i like that i, I you know it was before my time but yeah. um well i, I love the him. event of how stand-up used to be. Right. I vaguely remember him from Sullivan, but I wasn't into comedy in those days. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing, I don't know if he did it the night you saw him, but my favorite thing is like he starts going on a rant mm-hmm. and he'll say like, you know, like whatever, like it's like, you know, what what is it with the technology today? Why do we have to have phones? And he'll start talking to a guy in the front. So why do we have to have phones? Why do, why can't we just enjoy the silence? Why can't we just be a person that just like enjoys a person jumping instead of having to constantly be on, uh, on a telephone all the time? I've asked you four fucking questions you haven't answered one of them. <laughs> <laughs> just completely out of nowhere. I love that shit. It's awesome. Yeah. So how often are you getting out now? Uh, pretty, you know, it's, I'm thank, it's been pretty consistent Good. between the cruise ships and the clubs that I still like to do, mm-hmm. the ones that really like me and I like them. There's like eight or nine of those. Mm-hmm. And then like the corporate here and there. And I do the Rat Pack show every once in a while. Um, the, the, the Vegas The one. Vegas one? Yeah. With, do you alternate the, with Cohen? Mark Cohen? Yeah, Is he it does. It's not, yeah, it's most of, I mean, I, they call me when they need someone to fill in. Sure. And, uh, or sometimes they'll go on the road. So they need a road. Okay. We did, we did like three weeks last summer in Long Island. It was great. Cause oh, really? I'm from oh, New yeah. York. So we got to, and they, they, it's a great show. Can oh. we, uh, where can we catch you? You can catch me next. And do you mean in the area? Or uh, anywhere. anywhere. I got, hotel. I got listeners all over the world. Do you? Yes. Well, in that case, my friend, I'm doing a Borgata in Atlantic city in uh, next month. Uh, oh, how 20th. is that place? I've never it's been there. It's a great there. place. Yeah? Yeah. You've you never done it? I've never done it's, it. it. It's the I showroom. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they don't have shows every night, so they put the comedy, they put three comics on. Oh, nice. Like a co-headliner thing. And uh, it's great. You do one show, and the audiences are usually real good, and that's fun. And you can, you can forget that you're in Atlantic City for a while. You can. Oh. Because it's a beautiful hotel. It's very nice. Yeah. You know? And then I'm doing sarcasm. The night before that, which is just a one night, which is like 30 minutes away. So that it's nice. To oh, yeah. It's in there. Jersey, right? Yes. Cherry Hill, New yeah, Jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long has that been around? Uh, like a year. Yeah, I was going to say new. that's pretty new. The guy who runs it used to run Catch a Rising Star in Rhode Island. He's a great guy. Is it DennisBlair.com? Yes. DennisBlair.com. I, I list all my places that I'm going to be right there. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, and I thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. You say you got hours, so you got to come back. I'll come back. I'll give you the. I'll give you the rest of the sh- shit on my my notebook. See. All right. All right. Um. Hey, like us on the Facebook page. You know that's where you get all the news. Uh. Uh. uh I'll, I'll post some stuff from Dennis up there. You yeah. Can, you can see all the comics that are on, and you find out. Uh, like I had technical difficulties and I wasn't allowed, I couldn't do a show last week. That's where, you know, if you, if it doesn't show up in your iTunes, you're like, what the fuck? From the Facebook page, you'll find out, uh, all the information there. You get dates, 
comics, stuff like that. Um, and then if you're listening to this at roadstories.tv, the shop's up there. You can uh, give a shout. PayPal, you got a T-shirt right there. Uh, if you want a T-shirt, I'll send them out. I send them out very timely fashion. And I think that's all the boring announcements I have to make. I will be at the Irvine Imp- No. I'll be at the Brea Improv this this weekend, uh, Thursday through Saturday, and then the following week, Port uh, Bridgetown Comedy Festival, and then back here for Irvine the following weekend. See, so you're busy. You're doing fine. Oh, I'm busy. You're I'm doing busy. fine. I'm busy. I'm so busy. Get out of here. Um, yeah, so uh, looking forward to all that. Uh, guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, write a review on the iTunes, and uh, it'll be awesome. All right, thanks again for listening. I will talk to you soon. Thanks, Dennis. I really Thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, sir. Hey, and when Dennis comes to your town, check him out. Yeah. You want to know about life on the road? It's booze, tacos, angry dwarves, strippers waving guns, and bees, fights, cancel flights, running with the runs, and blacklists, bounce checks, great a bachelorette, <laughs> drunks in the front, making out for your set, and middle acts doing blow more, missing merch, and drive the rental car past another mega church, and juice keys, vagina fists, your cell phone is gone, one big law and order marathon.